every time we would play the Pistons, I would call my family and tell them, hey, I love y'all just in case I never see you again. Those are the words of NBA legend and TNT analyst Charles Barkley. But what made the Pistons such a feared team? Led by Isaiah Thomas, this gritty and tenacious team established a reputation for their aggressive style of play and their refusal to back down from any opponent. The team were forged through a combination of talent, resilience, and a shared desire to win at all costs. Their identity as a physical and bruising team began to take shape in the mid-1980s. Their style of play was characterised by hard fouls, relentless defence, and a commitment to making opponents feel their presence on the court. Their physicality and aggressive tactics earned them a reputation as one of the toughest teams in NBA history. They drew criticism from fans, media, and even some fellow players who believed they crossed the line between physicality and unsportsmanlike conduct. Nevertheless, they remained unapologetic, embracing their role as antagonists and relishing in their status as one of the most feared teams in the league. They were labelled the bad boys, and they were on a collision course with Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Welcome basketball fans to Battle of the Ballers. This is the podcast where we dive deep into the legendary rivalries that transformed the NBA. In this series, we unravel the intense rivalry between two of the greatest titans of the game, Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. In this episode, we take a closer look at the bad boys and the epic early playoff battles between the Pistons and the Bulls, between Jordan and Thomas. The bad boys roster featured a formidable lineup of players who perfectly embodied their tough and unrelenting style of play. Bill Lambier, a bruising centre known for his physicality and willingness to mix it up with opponents, became an instrumental figure in the team's defensive scheme. Dennis Rodman, known for his ferocious rebounding and defensive prowess, brought an unmatched intensity and a relentless pursuit of the basketball. His energy and tenacity on the court made him a valuable asset to the team's success. Joe Dumas, a skilled shooting guard with a smooth offensive game, provided the bad boys with a reliable scoring option and a solid defensive presence. His ability to score in clutch situations often proved crucial in tight games. Rick Mahorn, nicknamed the Round Mound of Rebound, was a physically imposing power forward who made his presence felt in the paint. His tough demeanour and willingness to protect his teammates solidified his role as an enforcer. The bad boys were led by Isaiah Thomas. This gritty and tenacious team established a reputation for their aggressive style of play and their refusal to back down from any opponent. We the bad boys. <laughs> we like a hockey team. You ever want to see us fight? <laughs> Just win, baby, whatever it takes. When you got a Detroit Pistons uniform on, you got to be proud to wear it. And you just got to have that certain little edge in your system that makes you real special. In 1987, the bad boys of Detroit came tantalizingly close to reaching the NBA Finals, engaging in a grueling battle against the Boston Celtics. However, a pivotal mistake by Isaiah Thomas in Game 5 proved costly. Thomas's ill-fated inbound pass, intercepted by the legendary Larry Bird, 
resulted in defeat for the Pistons. The series slipped away in seven games, leaving Detroit with a burning desire to make amends. Thomas later explained the final seconds of that contest in 2014 on the 30 for 30 documentary, Bad Boys. As he recalled, the Pistons were in complete disarray after they got the ball back following the missed shot by Bird. Everybody's looking around like, what do we do? I look over and I see the official holding the basketball. I run over and I panicked. Bird comes out of nowhere. I mean, it was like a streak of lightning. It was over just like that. The following year, the Bulls, led by the unstoppable Michael Jordan, were experiencing a remarkable resurgence. Overcoming early career setbacks, Jordan had blossomed into the most dominant player in basketball. In 1988, Michael Jordan was named the most valuable player, defensive player of the year, all NBA first team, all defense first team. He led the league in points, he led the league in steals, he was named the all-star game MVP, and finally, he won the slam dunk contest. However, doubts lingered about whether Jordan had a supporting cast capable of ascending to the next level. When the Pistons and Bulls crossed paths in the Eastern Conference semifinals in 1988, those doubts were put to rest. The Pistons completed a gentleman's sweep of the Bulls. They had a strategy that proved too much to overcome. This strategy came to be known as the Jordan Bulls. It involved relentless physical defense aimed at neutralizing Jordan and disrupting the Bulls' offensive rhythm. While Jordan still posted impressive numbers, the strategy dismantled Chicago's execution. Detroit advanced to the conference finals, but their championship dreams were crushed by the defending champion, Los Angeles Lakers. The tension escalated further in 1989. The Pistons, brimming with confidence and an unyielding determination, cruised through the opening rounds of the playoffs, boasting the best record in the Eastern Conference. The Bulls, though young, were steadily improving. They electrified the basketball world with Jordan's famous buzzer beater over Cleveland's Craig Elo. Advancing to the second round and reaching their first conference final since 1975. Sellers will inbound. The series against the Pistons proved to be a crucible of physicality and resilience. Jordan, displaying his trademark brilliance, averaged an astounding 34 points, 7 assists, 7 rebounds and 2 steals per game. For the first three games, the Bulls showcased their growth, securing a 2-1 series lead. However, the Pistons adhered to their unrelenting Jordan rules, frustrating the Bulls at every turn. Chicago struggled to find answers and Detroit capitalized on their vulnerability. The Pistons swept the next three games, claiming the series and advancing to face the Los Angeles Lakers once again. Determined to avenge their previous year's defeat, the Pistons went on to claim their first championship, solidifying their place among the NBA elite. Thomas was pivotal for the Pistons in the championship, averaging 21.3 points, 7.3 assists, and 2.5 rebounds in the final series. Enter 1990, another chance for Jordan and the Bulls to flip the script. The series was a true test of will and determination, with the series going back and forth. 
Michael Jordan displayed his scoring prowess, averaging an incredible 33.6 points per game throughout the series. His relentless pursuit of victory was evident in every contest. Meanwhile, Isaiah Thomas, the heart and soul of the Pistons, rose to the occasion with his exceptional leadership and playmaking. Thomas showcased his ability to control the game, averaging an impressive 27.6 points and 7 assists per game. The series went to a Game 7. Despite Jordan's heroics and the Bulls' valiant efforts, they couldn't overcome the experienced and tenacious Pistons. And so, the dream of a championship slipped through the fingers of the Chicago Bulls once again, as the Detroit Pistons poured cold water on their aspirations in a convincing 93-74 victory. The Pistons proved once more that they were the formidable force standing between the Bulls and their championship dreams. Throughout the intense seventh game of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Pistons held the Bulls at bay, allowing them only to come close enough to dream. The sea of waving arms and bumping bodies created an impenetrable fortress denying the Bulls any chance of a comeback. Isaiah Thomas, who had what Pistons coach Chuck Daly called his best game of the season, with 21 points and 11 assists, constantly breaking the Bulls' pressure to provide easy baskets for his teammates. With the victory, the Pistons secured their place in the NBA Finals for the third consecutive season. They were soon face off against the Portland Trailblazers, ready to test their medal once again on the grandest stage of basketball. Meanwhile, the Bulls faced the bitter taste of defeat at the hands of the Pistons for the third consecutive season in the playoffs. It was a harsh reality for a team led by Michael Jordan, who yearned to conquer his greatest rival. Naturally, I'm disappointed, uh, but it was not meant to be. Detroit is a better basketball team on paper, and today they also prove it on the court. Would this series mark a turning point for the Bulls, as they realized they were just inches away from dethroning their rivals? It became a driving force for the team, fueling their determination to improve and elevate their game to the next level. In our next episode, we will transport you to the early 1990s, where the Chicago Bulls and Detroit Pistons continue to face off in the playoffs. Did the Bulls have what it takes to finally overcome their rivals? Could Jordan rise above the Jordan rules and lead his team to victory? Or would the Pistons' defense once again proved to be an impenetrable fortress, denying the Bulls their championship dreams. Join us on the next episode of Battle of the Ballers as the saga continues. Before you go, if you like heavy metal and stories, then you'll love Battle of the Bands, the narrative form metal podcast that unpacks the biggest rivalries in rock and metal history. Season 1 took in Megadeth versus Metallica, and Season 2 went across the divide to explore the beef between Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. It's like Business Wars, but metal. Find Battle of the Bands wherever you listen to your podcasts, or visit battleofthebandspod.com.